Hey folks, on this edition of the Tech Law Tips podcast, we're going to be talking about a very important topic, and that is protecting your software. So stay tuned. Here it comes. Hey folks, on this edition of the Tech Law Tips podcast, we're going to be talking about a very important topic, and that is the protecting your software. My name is Daniel Whitehouse. I'm an attorney with Whitehouse & Cooper in Orlando, and we get asked about this almost on a daily basis. We work with a lot of software engineers who, of course, very, very much value their intellectual property and don't want anyone to steal their intellectual property. So they ask us, how do we protect our intellectual property? Well, as many people have heard of, you have copyrights, trademarks, and patents, and those are usually the, the me mechanisms we use to protect what we consider public intellectual property. One of the issues with copywriting your software is that in order to do that, you have to print out the code, or at least a large portion of the code. You have to send that off to the copyright office, and by the time the copyright gets back to you and is issued, you've already changed that code. So it's, it's not generally an effective mechanism to protect your software. The other part of it is you've taken a large portion of that code and you've made it available to the public. On the trademark side, you don't trademark your code. You could trademark the name of your software and we'll talk about that in an upcoming episode. But as far as the code or the look and feel, that's, that's not something that you would trademark. Patenting your software is, is an opportunity for very limited subset of software. Again, that goes to the uh, issue of having to publish what you're doing with that software publicly, and you're making that accessible to the world to get that patent issued, assuming that it is a patent eligible piece of software. What we normally recommend is to treat your software as a trade secret, and you have to protect your trade secret. You have to protect that source code, which means you are going to great lengths to keep that secret. If you're working with, uh, in, with your employees or your contractors, they will have signed agreements with you saying that they're not only going to protect the confidential inf information, your trade secrets, but that anything they create automatically becomes your property. You must be able to own that intellectual property in order to claim trade secret protection. That brings up a, another side issue on working with contractors and the whole ownership of the software and making sure that your agreements with these contractors do in fact say that you are the owner of that software. We like to write them such that you're an owner at the time of the creation of that software. I've seen agreements where you're the owner upon your payment of that software and the circumstances can vary depending on what you're working with or, or whom you're working with. Also, if you're dealing with contractors in other countries, what level of protection does that country grant to intellectual property rights? It is something you need to take into consideration. But generally speaking, our recommendation is that you treat the code as a trade secret. You protect it like a trade secret. If you're wondering how you protect a trade secret, I'll give you one of the most famous examples that's out there, and that's the formula to Coke or Coca-Cola. It's said that the formula is stored in two separate parts, stored in two separate vaults, with two different people having the key to those vaults. That's the length that Coca-Cola allegedly goes through to protect its trade secrets. Not saying you need to have two vaults and store your source code in each one of those, but be cognizant of how you are protecting that trade secret. Let, let's just put it this way. If you're making open source software and you're putting it out on GitHub for everybody to see, 
that's not going to be software that you're seeking trade secret protection for. If you have any other questions or would like to contact us about this or any other technology law related issue, feel free to subscribe on techlawtips.com to the podcast. You'll find our contact information there. If you have a topic that you'd like to hear about in the future, send us an email with that or, or message us in one of the various forms. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to consider your topics. We're doing this for you. We're doing this for educational purposes and we appreciate your input to the process. Until next time. Thank you.